0: The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect those of A Awakening International nor this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor A Awakening International nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. So you want to have a baby. Wonderful. Well, as most mothers-to-be know, prenatal care is very important, taking vitamins and such. But what a lot of women don't realize is conception care. Pre-conception care is vitally important, probably more important than even prenatal care. It all starts with your health before you even start thinking about having a baby. And our guest today, Dr. Mark Lobaugh, is about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird, and we are coming to you from the set of Passover 2018 in Charlotte, North Carolina. One of our guests at this event is uh, Dr. Mark Lobine. He's about to tell us something maybe a lot of folks don't know when they're planning to have children. Uh, Prenatal care is, of course, something very important that most uh, parents realize, but preconception care is something a lot of people don't think about. We're also going to talk about complications with obesity and uh, hypothyroidism and all kinds of things that can happen uh, during the pregnancy, and we're going to give you some tips today from our guest today, Dr. Mark Lobat. Dr. Mark, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. Well, now you had uh, come to come uh, with a lot of information uh, for us here today. We've already talked about it before the cameras came on, and the most important thing, I guess, is when does prenatal care really begin? It's before a lot of people realize.
1: Well, prenatal care actually begins before conception, and uh, the American College of OBGYN has a statement that the goal of preconception care is to reduce the risks of medical problems that can affect the woman, the fetus, and the newborn. So the time to be again thinking about the care of the fetus is actually before conception even occurs. Okay, so this is even before you
0: start thinking about becoming pregnant, because most people think, well, you know, we'll, we'll go off of the pill or whatever method they're using, and say, okay, well, now's the time to start getting ready. We'll start getting eating better and this
1: kind of thing. But you're saying it's even before that point. Yes. I have a schematic that you can look at. The When we look at the dating the pregnancy, we always date the pregnancy from the beginning of the last menstrual period. Well, you're not pregnant when the last menstrual period starts. Ovulation occurs about two weeks afterwards, and it's that's when the conception starts. So if we say somebody is four weeks pregnant, they're actually only two weeks because you subtract the two weeks from a last menstrual period to conception. That time period from about six weeks or four weeks from the time of pregnancy to about uh, 10 weeks or eight weeks uh, from the time of conception is when most of the organs and most of the development are forming. And it's during this time that the... Uh, fetus or the developing embryo is extremely susceptible to adverse environment. And most women don't even realize that they're pregnant until well beyond the eighth, ninth, 10th week. So that's why it's so important to prepare preconceptually for the health of the fetus. And in fact, 50% of all pregnancies in this country are not planned there are actually unplanned pregnancies. So even if there's not a plan to have a pregnancy, it just shows you the importance of having good health and keeping the uh, medical conditions favorable so that if a pregnancy does occur, it'll be uh, healthy during that very early stage before you even know.
0: So these are things where even when when, uh, mom and dad-to-be are are even just talking about it, they need to get their lives in order before they even Start trying, really.
1: Yes, and for women who have medical problems, for example, diabetes, uh, we know that the uh, diabetes control is very important for uh, the health of the baby. And in fact, uh, one measurement of the diabetes uh, glucose control is the hemoglobin A1C. And a normal hemoglobin A1C uh, of about 5 to 6 will have about a 1 to 2% chance of birth defects Uh, But if that at conception is up to 10, then there's a 20 to 25% chance of birth defects. And these are major birth defects. They could be heart defects, major heart defects, uh, spinal cord defects like spina bifida, and there's one particular uh, deep birth defect called agenesis, where the, the backbone or the sacrum doesn't form. Other conditions like hypertension are important. We know that some medications that uh, people are on for hypertension, such as something called the ACE inhibitor, it's lisinopril is a common one, uh, can uh, cause renal uh, d- defects in the f- developing fetus. So we like to get patients off those medications. Uh, another condition is thyroidism. It's very important for the thyroid to be well-controlled, hypo or or hyper. Uh, Again, if it's not controlled, it can cause problems with uh, low birth weight, uh, hypertension, and complications that can be uh, in the first trimester.
0: So let's go back to diabetes for a second. So uh, usually uh, type 2 diabetes shows up when folks are not taking care of themselves, maybe a little more uh, fat than they want. Now, what kind of uh, risk is obesity? Does obesity have any risk?
1: Well, women who have obesity do have increased risk, and um, there's, there's increased risk for uh, growth problems in the baby, Uh, and they're also finding out that uh, women who are obese may have uh, prolonged lifetime effects on the fetus, including uh, a propensity for obesity as well as some cognitive defects. So getting the obesity under control is also uh, very important uh, to, to optimize the health of the baby.
0: All right. Well, we're talking about prenatal care, but more specifically, preconception care. How to take care of yourself before you even start thinking about having a baby and how that affects the health of the baby positively and negatively. And we'll speak more about that in our next segment with Dr. Mark Lobos. Stay tuned. We'll have more from The Health Awakening. Stephen is often regarded as the first Christian martyr. But was he really stoned for his belief in the Messiah? Or was he stoned because he became a threat to a religious system that enslaved the people of his time? The same system that still does today. Michael Rood reveals little-known background to Stephen's final words, a history lesson of Israel's sins and his rebuke of the Pharisees' corruption. And this is exactly what
1: Phariseeism is. This is the golden calf. This is the works of their own hands which Stephen is going to address
0: later. The wisdom of Stephen exposes the real reason why Stephen was stoned and why so many Christians who seek out the roots of their faith today are being ensnared by the very same falsehood of the Pharisees that Stephen warned about 2,000 years ago. So was Stephen speaking against Moses? No, he was speaking against their nonsense, their oral Torah, that's what he's talking about. And that is what they are confronting them on. The Wisdom of Stephen is a crucial teaching for all Christians who are eager to know more about the Hebrew roots of their faith. It's yours for a love gift donation of just $50. Or, with a gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive a hardcover anniversary book detailing Israel's 70 years of miracles. This book's magnificent images and inspiring history are a testimony to the restoration of Israel. Followers of Yeshua, follow Yeshua and do what He said to do. Make your love gift donation now. $50, $100 or more to receive these special gifts. Get the Wisdom of Stephen collection only in May. Call or visit our website to make your love gift donation now. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Mark Lobaw, about the types of diseases that you might want to get under control before you even decide to become pregnant, even before prenatal care. We're talking about preconception care. So, Dr. Mark, uh, one of the things we hit on was uh, nutritional um, needs, so getting our nutrition up as as much as we can, uh, as as much as possible. And uh, one aspect of that that most everybody knows is folic acid. But why is folic acid so important when you want to become pregnant?
1: Well, folic acid has been a real success in the in the area of obstetrics, as far as preventive therapy. We they have found that uh, folic acid uh, in preconceptionally will decrease the risk of uh, neural tube defects, which is spina bifida, um, some other things called anencephaly, and other types of neural tube defects. And uh, eight hundred micrograms is the recommended, and um, it uh, taking it. Uh, a month before conception has been shown to reduce the risk of some of these devastating disorders. And some other disorders, uh, if you've had a previous history of having a baby with with a neural tube defect, they actually recommend you increase the amount of folic acid. Mm -hmm. So it's been very successful and it's uh, recommended that all women in the childbearing age be on uh, folic acid.
0: Now, you were mentioning to me before the show, we talked a little bit about this, and you mentioned that some folks have difficulty absorbing folic acid. Uh, so what do they do in, in that case? Do they go to a, uh, like a folate, like a different type of uh, folic acid, or what would they do?
1: There, there are some uh, uh, different uh, folates which uh, can help in not only being absorbed, but also processing it. There's some uh, mutations One, the MTHFR mutation, which shows that it's difficult to process the folic acid. And some of the folates can be helpful in those disorders. Um, Some of the MTHFR mutations are thought to be responsible for uh, recurrent miscarriages. So women who have recurrent pregnancy losses uh, one possible workup is the MTHFR mutation. And if that comes back positive, you can help those patients by increasing the folic acid.
0: And what we're talking about here is preconception screening. Yes. So now uh, let's explore that a little bit more. Um, this is probably a lot of something that a lot of people don't think about. Uh, d- tell me about your, your experience with this preconception screening. What is it all about? And do people, uh, should people be thinking about this more?
1: Well, there's, there, there's the, um, The development of preconceptional screening has really exploded in the last few years. Uh, One example is cystic fibrosis screening. Uh, One in 20 Caucasians are positive for cystic fibrosis carrier status. Now, they don't have the cystic fibrosis disease, but they're carrying one of the Uh, chromosomes, one of the uh, alleles for cystic fibrosis. And if uh, they have a partner who is also a carrier, they have a one in four chance of having a baby or child affected with cystic fibrosis. So we can do preconceptional screening to see if that's a risk factor, and if a patient comes back positive as a carrier, one of the alleles is present for cystic fibrosis, they can screen the partner to determine that risk. And at that point, patients can make decisions on uh, what they want to do. One of the advantages, in my opinion, of knowing if you have a child or a baby that's gonna be affected with cystic fibrosis, it just gives you that opportunity to prepare for that. to find the right care that the baby's going to need. Some pediatricians don't necessarily have a lot of expertise in uh, treating babies with cystic fibrosis, so you would be able to seek those types of resources out before the delivery.
0: In your experience, have you found that some folks just uh, maybe uh, say it's too risky, we don't want uh, the child to possibly have that kind of life, do they decide to adopt maybe instead?
1: Certainly with some of the more severe disease, that is, that is definitely a consideration. And that is an option for them. Again, they, have, they can use this information to make the choices that are gonna be uh, pertinent to them. And adoption is an option.
0: So what else can we screen for? You mentioned cystic fibrosis. Uh, what else is out there currently?
1: The American uh, Congress of OBGYN, American College of OBGYN, recommends screening for uh, cystic fibrosis, spinal muscular atrophy, uh, and also Fragile X syndrome. There are certain ethnic groups that have a higher rate of, of uh, carrier diseases, and one of the groups is the Ashkenazi Jews, who have, uh, uh, they actually have panels that are designed just for that population, so you can screen for uh, dozens of of genetic
0: diseases. Oh, really? So what are they, so this people group in particular, what are they susceptible to?
1: Well, they have, uh, there's uh, a lot of different things. There's something called Goucher's disease. There's uh, something called Caravan's disease. A lot of different genetic disorders that are, are in that group. And it has to do with the fact that the population is a relatively, was a relatively closed population. And so those diseases just tend to, to uh, accumulate when you have that, that type of population.
0: Interesting, okay, very interesting. Well, uh, another question we wanna ask you is, the healthy environment for the, f- the fetal development, what, what is the, uh, what, what should people be doing with their lifestyle, I guess, before they consider uh, having kids? Like what, what kind of things would you suggest to a
1: patient? You know, this, we talked about this a little bit beforehand too. It, it, life is, is not easy. I mean, there's a lot of struggles. Everybody's trying to do a healthy lifestyle, but it's not easy. People have kids, they have work, they have professions. So the, the thing that I always like to really tell people is get the information that you can and do the best you can. Um, you want to think about your exercise. You want to get an exercise program, even if it's just walking. Uh, That's been shown to be very beneficial in the pregnancy just for peace of mind, but also um, it seems to potentially reduce the risk for developing diabetes. It seems to help control the sugar level in diabetics. You want to look at your nutrition. Uh, Obviously, you want to try to get on a healthy diet. Folic acid is important, but also just prenatal vitamins. They found that if you... If you start prenatal vitamins about a month before you conceive, it really do reduces your risk of uh, hyperemesis, which is nausea, vomit to the point where you're throwing up so bad you have to be admitted to the hospital or you start having metabolic disturbances. Okay. So prenatal vitamins, getting on a healthy diet, exercise, all those things.
0: Uh, going for a walk, not just when you want to induce labor at 39 weeks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and, and the point is, uh, do the best you can. Because this is your baby that you're, that you're, you're taking care of. And it starts long before the delivery. And, and do those things that are going to work for you. And that'll optimize the, the health of the baby. And there's, there's things out there that are, that are um, really kind of unproven, but a lot of people are... Um, very interested in for example the whole fetal neuropsychiatric development is an issue that is really just beginning to be understood and some people will well
0: let's just hang on to that one that sounds
1: very interesting we'll save that for the next second okay
0: we'll be right back with dr mark loba on the health awakening is often regarded as the first Christian martyr. But was he really stoned for his belief in the Messiah? In The Wisdom of Stephen, Michael Root exposes the real reason why Stephen was killed and why so many Christians who seek out the roots of their faith today are being ensnared by the very same falsehood of the Pharisees that Stephen warned about 2,000 years ago. So was Stephen speaking against Moses? No, he was speaking against their nonsense, their oral Torah, that's what he's talking about. Receive the Wisdom of Stephen for a love gift donation of just $50. Or with a gift of $100 or more, you'll receive the Wisdom of Stephen plus a hardcover anniversary book detailing Israel's 70 years of miracles. Make your donation now. $50, $100 or more to receive these special gifts. Get the Wisdom of Stephen collection only in May. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird, and we are on the set of Passover 2018. And right before the break, we talked about something called fetal neuropsychological development uh, with our guest today, Dr. Mark Loba. Mark, tell us about this uh, fascinating development. But before we get into that, we want to get into something even more fascinating, and that's the way God knits us in the womb. You have uh, an image there. Tell us about what you're seeing there.
1: Well, this is... um, um Uh, two two ultrasound pictures. The first one is at six weeks. And I I like to call this my diamond ring sign because uh, it looks like a diamond ring. And the small little white dot uh, is the actual embryo. The round circle is not the embryo. It's that small little white dot there. And that's at six weeks. This is a uh, ultrasound image at nine weeks, just three weeks later. And you can see the tremendous development from a little white dot and now we have arms, legs, head, heart formation, and it's an actual baby. All in and a matter it, of three it's weeks. during this period that all of the development of the organs start. And this is the most crucial time. And most women don't even realize they're pregnant until after the, uh, this time period. That's
0: the importance of what we talked about before. That's pre- why it's so
1: important to have preconceptional Therapy, through preconceptional plans to, for the pregnancy. Okay, now
0: we want to get into medications and even uh, cannabis in a minute here, but before we get into that, let's talk about the uh, fetal, what
1: was it again? Fetal neuropsychological development. Thank you, tell us about that. Well, there's, we know that the, um, the uh, baby responds to stimulus uh, as early as 20 weeks. So there are some companies out there that are actually providing fetal curriculum and they have little speakers that they place on the abdomen and they actually send signals, sound signals that are supposed to help with the development of the babies. And I, 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 one of my favorite verses in the Bible is in Luke when, uh, Mary came to Elizabeth and she, as soon as she heard that Mary was there and heard the voice of Mary, the baby, John responded to it. And that's just one example of where we know that the babies respond. And that information or that knowledge is now being used in fetal therapy, fetal education.
0: So it's not crazy for dad to sing a song to mom's tummy. Uh, There's actually something to this.
1: Well, you know, nobody really knows what is right and what is good, but we know that the baby does respond. And so those stimuli that it's hearing uh, are important. And in fact, it's kind of funny because... um, when I deliver the babies, um, I'll say something to the baby and they kind of respond to me Hmm. because I've been with them for the last nine months and I almost get the sense that they actually recognize my voice. So I believe that there is a lot to that. And there's a lot of research going on in that area. We'll know more more about that in the years to come. Wow. And
0: and we mentioned again before the show, we talked about where medicine is going and it's just fabulous the things we'll be able to learn and uh, even help fetal development even more. Um, Just from where research is going?
1: Well, the Human Genomic Pro- uh, Program has really opened up the, the eyes of many people on where disease is coming from and what we're gonna do about it. So the, the amount of discoveries in that area is just beginning we're gonna be in a completely different place in 50 years.
0: Mm. Now, we talked about diseases. Let's get into medication, specifically some things that people think are harmless, such as, uh, maybe not harmless, but not, not extreme, like a marijuana use, cannabis. Uh, tell us about what this can do.
1: That, that, uh, that's a big concern because in many states, marijuana is now becoming legal. And so a lot of people uh, will relate legal to being okay. But uh, the American Congress of OBGYN has a definite uh, uh, statement on marijuana use in pregnancy, and they, they say it should not be used during pregnancy. There are some studies which have shown that there's some cognitive uh, deficiencies in women who use marijuana, particularly visual, uh, spatial uh, processing. Um, there's problems with uh, babies not growing. And just like cigarettes, uh, marijuana has a lot of different Uh, Toxins that don't even involve the the THC or the cannabinoids. So inhaling cigarettes, uh, marijuana is bad, but especially marijuana with the the effects that it can have on cognition.
0: And this would go for vaping as well, right? Not just the smoke, we're talking about just what's in the plant that could be
1: harmful. Well, e-cigarettes is one of the big questions. Are are e-cigarettes okay? The nicotine uh, causes vasoconstriction. It can reduce the amount of oxygen to the baby. It can reduce the amount of blood supply, nutrients to the baby. So uh, women who smoke cigarettes have Uh, Lower tend to have lower birth weights, uh, have increased risk of uh, uh, the placenta separating. So there's a lot of complications and cigarette smoking is is very detrimental. There's 4,000 other toxic components in cigarette smoking uh, as well as the nicotine. So the e-cigarettes have nicotine, they eliminate those 4,000, but the nicotine is still harmful.
0: Still harmful, all right. Okay, well, Mark, before we go here, uh,
1: how can people get in touch with you? Is the best place? Uh, we talked about Facebook? Facebook. Uh, I am on D- uh, Dr. Mark Loba. Uh okay. Facebook is one way they can get in touch with me, and I'll be happy to hear from you. All right, well, some fascinating
0: information. Thank you, Dr. Mark. Okay, so get Dr. Mark on Facebook. And we are going to come back and talk about one more important thing before we go. We'll be right back with our uh, guest, Dr. Mark Loba, on The Health Awake. The Chronological Gospels Bible is changing lives all over the world, putting everything the Messiah did in exact chronological order and explaining the -the behind-the-scenes truth of what the Messiah did, when He did it, and why. The timing of it all means everything. And now, the Chronological Gospels can be easier on your eyes. The larger print edition features 40% larger type and every page appears exactly the same as the original. So you can follow along with others who have the regular size version. The Chronological Gospels larger print edition also has wider margins to write notes and the premium quality paper means you can highlight without soaking through. Plus, the larger print edition lies flat so you can teach without having to hold the book open. The Chronological Gospels larger print edition is a big and beautiful coffee table book, measuring a full 12 inches tall and 9 inches wide. Order now and you'll also get two bonus CDs of Michael Rood's audio reading of the introduction section to the Chronological Gospels. Study the Bible with clarity
1: and ease. I love the size of this book. This is nine by 12. The paper is is perfect because it doesn't bleed through when I write on it. I can mark it up and I always make notes in all my Bibles. Everything is the same place as it is on the smaller version and I can just stand back and I can teach from
0: it and it's just, it's the perfect size. Order the Chronological Gospels larger print edition by phone or online. You'll get 40% larger type than the original and the bonus audio CDs of the introduction read by Michael Rood. Get the Chronological Gospels Bible larger print edition for just $69.95. Call or visit our website now. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Dr. Mark Lobaw, before we go, uh, we wanna give you an opportunity to give the most important thing you want people to walk away with, and I believe it begins
1: with a Bible verse. Well, one of my favorite verses is Psalm 139, where um, it says, "You you have knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm awesomely and wonderfully made. And the development of the fetus is just an incredible event when you think about two half cells coming together and nine months later having a baby. uh, The amount of development that has to go on is just so particular and so precise. Why does a cell that has the same genetic material in the heart develop heart, but in the brain develops brain? Mm. All of these functions have to go on. And it's just incredible. And when you think about this, it's just miraculous. And you can understand how we are wonderfully made and we're knit together with all of these parts coming together.
0: That's the importance for preconception care. Okay, great. Well, thank you for joining us today, Dr. Mark Loba. And we will see you next time for another Health Awakening. Thank you for joining us today on The Health Awakening. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show schedule at healthawakening.tv. For more information about our guests today and all they have to offer, please visit their website on the bottom of your screen. And please remember, the information you saw today is for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice, nor do the views expressed reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Thank you.